Happy New Year. We are back on a Friday to keep you company. Hanging out here while there's nothing on TV except for college football. Can't thank you all enough for an amazing 2020 Futures Break for World Hockey Report. We're just going to keep growing. And it's all because of you, the best fans in the world. Cody Jans and Adam Trout with you here. It's Friday. It's sunny outside. It's beautiful. It's a holiday. And we're here to talk some hockey. Big show on the way. Luffy Boney going to jump on, talk some Team Sweden. Yoni Niemann as well. The Finnish prodigy. Hey, he does a lot of the covering up here by Edmonton. Awesome guy. Super excited to get him on. We'll talk Canada-Finland last night. We'll talk Brad Lambert. We'll dive into all of that on the show today. Let's snap it over to Saskatchewan. The kid Adam Ehrman Trout's there hanging out. What's up, buddy? How was New Year's Eve? Well, about as good as it could be. I thought we were in for, for two great hockey games, and that really wasn't the case. No, it wasn't. Matt, how crazy was it, though? Like, I mean, we, we will get into Canada-Finland a little bit deeper, but Finland on pace for three shots in a game. I mean, I, I think I had tweeted the year when I said, okay, Ken, should we uh, kick out Finland too or what? Because <laughs> they weren't putting up much of a fight. I, I like how it's going to turn out, though, because with the reseeding, there's no bracket this year. So Canada's number one, USA's number two. That sets us up for a Canada-USA final if they're able to make it there. I like that. I'm down for it. Anytime I get to see those rivalries, I want to watch those games. I want to watch Sweden, Finland. I want to watch Czech Republic, Russia. I want to watch Canada, USA. Those are the best games to watch 99% of the time. No, I agree. And I mean, right now, I think that you could probably argue there's a clear two favorites, both one seeds, Canada and the U.S., because... Outside of the U.S.'s first game, what uh, Chris Peters tweeted yesterday, they scored 22 unanswered goals since Russia scored that empty netter yesterday. So I think they're firing on all cylinders in Canada yesterday. I mean, you can have really asked for a much better game. Maybe maybe a little low in the third, but that's probably expected. And as far as the other, I guess, if you're saying there's five powerhouses, the other three, Finland, Russia, and Sweden, you don't really know what you're getting with them. We'll, we'll get into that with Ufe and uh yoni but i mean it's tough right now to see not a canada usa but that's why the world juniors is great um you don't really know what to expect now give me your thoughts on that canada finland game i mean obviously the canadians come out buzzing they really dominate you shoot a team 17-1 in the first period you kind of expect it's not going to be that close but they did let finland hang around and i give was a finnish kid's name a net purinen or something yeah, like Kari that purinen yeah, yeah. I mean, he played good. He looks like a solid goaltender. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who's got his rights or anything. So, like, he played fine. But yet again, the fact that Canada wasn't able to put him away, didn't put him away, that does concern me a little bit. I mean, oh, man, they, they just got so much firepower and everyone talks about it. Like, Germany put up three on Finland and Canada can only put up one more. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little I agree. It is a little nitpicky at this point, because if they would have like lost five four, everybody would be, would be up in arms about, oh, they finally play a good team. But no, I agree. I mean, 17 shots in the first year, only scoring once. You only score three against Slovakia like they they're the team of chances and getting a lot of shots. But right now it's they haven't put anybody away. And I mean, we talked about it last show where they dominated Finland in, in that Vancouver game in the quarterfinals a couple of years ago. And 
sure enough, you can't put him away. A guy breaks a stick and it goes back the other way. So that game, I mean, it could have had that yesterday. I think Finland hit a post when it was, I want to say, two or three nothing, and then they scored eventually. But yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, and for Finland too, they have, I like if you look at their team, they have one 19 year old on on the back end, and this is a 19 year old tournament. They got Hanel on the back end, but after that. Lundell still has another year left. Lambert just turned 17, and he's, what, their second-best player. So not taking anything away from the Finns, but it's it's hard for them, I mean, to do anything when their second-best player is 17 years old. How much did he play in Stoon? Like, like did he grow up there for a long time? I don't like, – I, I know yeah. his, his family's obviously huge in the hockey world, but, like, I don't, I don't actually know his background as a kid. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I know he played like Peewee Double A here um, with okay. one of like the, the citywide teams, I guess, because his first cousin, Jimmy's my age. He plays at the University of Michigan, um, and I'm always seeing his posts on Instagram or whatever about it. And then oh, his wait, dad, Jim, I think, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy. Is, is yeah, that his cousin or brother? His first cousin. So like his okay, Jimmy's dad, okay. Dale, coaches the contacts, and then... Yeah, yeah. Their uncle Lane coaches Washington and then, or I guess Islanders now and then Brad's dad, Ross, like moved to Finland to play um, hockey, I guess, and, and stayed there. And I think Brad's mom is Finnish, I want to say. So, yeah, and I, I guess the, the Blades did draft him in the in the import draft. Can't imagine. That's probably a long shot to get him here, but worth the try. I, I wonder, is he already playing in the top league or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's wild. That's um, he's so impressive, though. Yeah. Man, like you watch him out there, like he he's it's it's weird to say, but he's like a 16, 17 year old who can slow the game down, which is wildly impressive. That's what I like about it is when he's got the puck on his stick, he's pretty patient with it. Like he's calm. It doesn't look like he's afraid of anyone out there. He's not afraid to make plays like like there was some. I mean, Lundell had some terrible turnovers yesterday and, you know, Lambert, I don't think, I'm trying to think back, I don't think he had any glaring, terrible mistakes. And, you know, I just like the way that he kind of has confidence, how he carries the puck. He's going to be a stud, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, uh, I actually think Lambert's maybe not your typical Finn. I was texting with a buddy about uh, Buffalo, or, well, yeah, exactly. I was texting with a buddy about Ottawa taking that, I think it was Jarventi over Paterka, and, He's like, yeah, I don't know Jarvanti. I was like, well, he's a Finn. Like, he's good both ways. Not really a a home run pick um, or anything. But yeah, Finland, they're they're a decent team. Um, their best players, they don't really. They're an older team though, too. Like, or sorry, a younger team. I mean, and it's it's tough with them, right? Like half their guys just got drafted last year, and I'd say next year they'll be better. But maybe they lose Lundell to Florida or something. And for Finland. Or I, I guess let's go back to Paterka. You brought that one up. We're not going to dive too far into Germany today. Although I would love to get someone who covers the Dell and speaks English on. So if you know of anyone, just tag him in the show uh, right now so we can talk that. But Paterka looks like a stud, man. Like this guy, he can shoot the puck. Like I, I didn't know how good of a shot he is. But man, like, I mean, he can let a wrist shot go on the snap of a finger. He's got a good one-timer. He's accurate. He doesn't take long and... Man, I mean that's that's a steal of a second round pick if you're asking me right now. And Buffalo, I think you got yourself a good one there. 
Yeah. Uh, also, my bad. Lundell. This is Lundell's last crack at the, the oh, cat here. So. Benched. Yeah. Benched. Fat, Bench fact check. Uh, no, Paterka looks looks really good. I mean, him and Stutzel and everybody. Old oh, Germany shouldn't be there. Germany shouldn't be there. And then they finish. They don't even finish the worst in their pool. And I mean, I I tweeted this out. They could be easily not easily but they could be a semi-final team if they had the best defenseman of the tournament cider and if reichel was there too right and their their goalie too why can they not still be a semi-final team if you look at like uh Derek o'brien our guest on the last show go download the podcast world hockey report itunes wherever you get your pod i mean he said hey if you play a rope-a-dope style against russia like the czechs love to do you've got a chance if you bore the Russians to death, if you outsystem the Russians, you got a chance. I'm not saying the Germans are that good. I mean, they've been running with 14 guys this whole tournament. But there is that chance, and Germany's opportunistic like the Czechs. I mean, the Czechs only had three grade-A chances in that game, I believe, and they scored twice. It's not like... It's not like Askarov's unbelievable. I don't... I mean, I still don't think that that bugle kid in Germany's nets the greatest option yeah. in net by any reason but hey anyone can have a good game you know it all it is is you jump out to a lead and you lock it down against russia they could collapse i i, I really don't see why that's impossible upset yeah and russia is like a i think ray said it best he's like yeah they just kind of go the, the round robin kind of run of the mill like they don't ever really make you feel super comfortable but they usually I mean, they never really get upset in the quarters, right? They they're always like in a gold or a bronze game. Switzerland from, beat them like two years ago in the quarters, didn't they? What in Saskatoon twelve years ago? <laughs> no, 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 no. Switzerland did like a couple of years ago. No, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah. where are Russia, That's like bad. they'll they'll play Slovakia and beat them three two, and everybody like, yeah, I don't know about Russia. And then they'll take Canada to to overtime or whatever. They played. They play down that, to their competition. Oh, they play down or up, whatever, wherever they want to. They they kind of do. Um, that Sweden USA game, I, I mean, it was it was over in the first period, right? Yeah, it sucked. I mean, Alnafeld lets in a couple very bad goals, and everyone everyone was kind of ripping Ray Ferraro on his on his take on the commentary, but I think he was being more just honest. I mean, hey, Alnafeld looked shaky from the start. He was bobbling pucks. He didn't control a single rebound, and everyone's been there. I mean, any goalie you would talk to has those nights where you just don't have a feel for the puck. And after two, he should have been gone. They, 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 like, why wouldn't they call a timeout? What I get it. They don't have their normal coaching staff, and that guy on the bench looks like he's a healthy scratch. But, like, you got to do something there. You know your team's just getting pummeled by the Americans, and they're not going to stop. You got to do something instead of wait till four. Yeah, and, I mean... I haven't been super impressed with Sweden. We'll get into this with with Ufe in a bit, but Broberg is clearly injured. Like I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea why he's he's out there as much as he is. I get it; he's your captain and stuff. But like, when that's four now, you send him to the dressing room. Yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly injured. Um, Raymond and and Holtz. Uh, I mean, we I just said it's nineteen year old tournament. They're both eighteen. So, like, what what do you want from them and more i mean that it's it's i don't know usa is good though like i'm not gonna dispute that and you know we'll we'll see i i picked them to win i guess right so wow yeah that's uh and you were chirping me for my take and mine's uh definitely looking a lot better than yours for our, our predictions okay what was your take? 
I'd had Canada first, Russia second, USA wins bronze. My Spencer Knight goalie pick isn't dead yet either. And nobody got the hook. So, uh, yeah, that puts them behind Devin Levi. We're going to get into our top forwards. But, you know, you, you brought up Lundell and Raymond. You go, oh, it's a 19-year-old tournament. Tim Stutz has put that one to shame. I mean, yeah, him and Paterka are doing it by themselves. And that's why there's such a huge gap, in my opinion, between a player like Stutzla and a Marco Rossi, a Lundell, a Raymond, a Holtz. That's a massive gap. I mean, we're talking oh, yeah. two, three years difference. Like there's there's shades of Nathan McKinnon in there. I'm not gonna lie. But okay, we gotta get into it right now. Who's here? Uh, let's go top four here. So let's go with a, a top forward, top D man, top goalie, MVP. Start with the forward. Uh I'll go Stutzel because without him, Germany would be the worst team in the actually well, I don't think they'd be worse than Austria, but without him, like they wouldn't even have a sniff. And I think he's in on he has 10 points in four games, and he's been in on, I don't even think they scored more than 13 goals. No, no, he's he's easily the top forward right now. I, I agree with that. Who's your top D-man? Uh, top D-man, I will go with, I'll actually go, mm, that's a tough one. I, that Niemela, I, I would have picked him because he's, he's done a good job on Finland's power play, but I'll actually give it to Cam York. Uh, I just think he's been solid all around. Maybe outside of the first game where nobody on USA was really that great, but I think York's been really good. York has really impressed me. I, yeah, I, I also like Sanderson. I mean, he's he had a tough start again, but he's really picked it up. So just to be different, I'll go with Jake Sanderson. I think that he he's really impressed me on the defensive side as well. Okay, top goaltender. Uh, why, well, right it, now, right, it right now. Yeah, right now it has to be Levi, right? Like, it, it doesn't really matter until the tournament's over because they're going to play, what is it, um, Czech. They're going to play three pretty good teams here, so it doesn't really matter until the tournament's over, but it can't not be Levi right now. Totally fair right there. It's, it's kind of funny how he wasn't a household name at all. No one knew about him. I mean, he's playing well, in a kind of a BS, junior league. kind of a BS story by TSN to like ask guys about how irrelevant he was. Yeah, like, I know. That's, yeah, I, like, I, I thought about yeah. that too. I was like, that's kind of, that's kind of shitty of them being like, Hey, how about this teammate who you've never heard of? No one talks about him. Let's, let's, let's put it in the spotlight once again. It's like, okay, let's calm down. Funny enough though, he's a Florida pick. So, and he's like a seventh rounder and yeah. Knights a first rounder. And right now I'd say they're on par. So and, yeah. I mean, you're not drafting the kids to play tomorrow, I guess, which is the uh, <laughs> development's part of it. I mean, you could honestly, even for top D-man, you could give Bowen Byram a look because in four games, he only has three assists, which whatever, but he's a plus 13, right? Yeah. Like, no, like, Bowen Byram and Drysdale, they've been, they've been awesome. It's tough to hold them out, but yet again, I mean, if our Canadian bias falls through, we got four Canadians in our top four let's let's dive into a little bit of nhl news i just want uh some quick thoughts chara to the capitals you know were, were you surprised obviously you're surprised but give me your thoughts on that quickly yeah um i'm fine with i'm fine with boston letting him walk like they have jacob zaboral jeremy lozon euro back and nine in and i mean let's be real chara's not 24 he's like 43 Three. i think yeah so i mean it's it's not a joke to let a player walk who i mean you need to get young guys in there but i think it was a joke to have ken campbell get out in front of your team and report it um like if boston could have just tweeted this out like a week ago just hey we're going in a different direction thank you you know we have this guy this guy and this guy coming up like we thank Chara, his number will be retired he has a job for life with us whatever but 
for them to like let it get out before they really even got out in front of it, I mean, they could have definitely handled it better. Totally, totally fair. They also announced outdoor games at Lake Tahoe. It looks like we're getting two. I think it's still unconfirmed, but you know, once once Fridge is reporting it, you expect the NHL to have an announcement very time or very soon. Okay, you also chirped old fashioned donuts on Twitter, so we got to get through this oh, right yeah, away. Yeah, plain ones. Yeah, rank rank your top three Tim's donuts. I mean, this is this is like just go through them right now. What are you ordering? One Boston cream, two blueberry fritter, three honey cruller, maybe. Holy, what are you, 12? Apple fritter, definitely number one. Uh, sour cream glaze, number two. Great donut, underrated. And it's a cinnamon bun, a donut. They used to have really good cinnamon buns. I don't know. I'm not a big Tim's guy like you. Okay, we got 30 seconds. Uh, let's bench someone this week. Who are we benching? Uh, I've, I don't know, Sid Sexero for his six-team whatever. Who is the other guy? You went another guy yesterday. Oh, our friend Ken. What a stupid oh, yeah. Like yeah, he, he, he's like chirping the Austrians. He's like, well, at least they got to go to the hotel and hang out there. It's like, hey, that Tendi is not on any NHL radar if he's not here. And now he's every NHL team's taking a serious look, being like, do we bring this kid in? Do also, we draft him? Also, I know we got to go, but Scott Wheeler, I'm going to bench also for like the ninth straight week because <laughs> Tim Stutzel had like one of, I don't think I'll ever forget his performance against Switzerland, like need to win to, to get in the corners, whatever. In Paterka, yeah. Florian. Yeah, and Scott Wheeler going, Tim Stutzel doing what a third overall pick should do in these games. It's like, man, like give the guy some credit. He has five points halfway through the game. Yeah, he looked a lot better than Zegers did against yeah. uh, you know, some of those other weak opponents. Alrighty, let's get out of here. We got to uh, hit a commercial break here when we come back. Ufe Bodine, the Swedish expert, coming to you live. It's World Hockey Report. Cody Jansen, Adam Ermitrout with you. 12-ounce Sports Zingo TV, Channel 761. All right, welcome back to World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam. Uh, joined now by Ufe Bodine, basically the top Swedish reporter in all of hockey. Brought to you by MyBookie AG. Ufe, how's it going? Uh, tough one for your Swedes last night. Yeah, uh, the game started uh, 3.30 in the morning here over here in Sweden. So it was uh, it was tough on, on you know <laughs> on the several parts there. Just uh, staying awake there for the full three periods was kind of a challenge. But uh yeah, they, they came out really flat. I guess, uh, you know, they had a really tough game against Russians uh, the night before. Uh, you shouldn't use that as an excuse because you need to to uh, have good back-to-back uh, results if you're going to go far in this tournament. But they still looked a bit sluggish. And uh, yeah, the Americans were a much better team, that's for sure. Ufe, Cody here. I got to ask about the goaltending. You know, after these past couple of games, it's, it's it's rare Sweden in this tournament especially allows four goals in a game, let alone, you know, twice in a row now. Is this, you know, a pretty big concern? Are there starting to be a lot of concerns around all in the felt that maybe he won't bounce back? Are they going to go with the the Wallstead kid? You know, is is this something where maybe Sweden's goaltending is their weak point of the team this year? You know, I wouldn't call it the weak point. Obviously, Hugolnefeld had a rough game last night, uh, but uh, Jesper Wallstedt, uh, in the game before that against the Russians, he he actually saved their bacon a few times. So I, I actually think even though he let in four goals, he had a, actually a really decent game. And so now you're starting to wonder, like, okay, Olnefeld is the he's like the seasoned veteran, if you if you can talk about players at this uh, stage uh, as veterans. But you know, he had a tournament last year where he was excellent, and uh, he always 
obviously went into this tournament as the clear cut number one but now Wallstead had a really good uh, start to the season in the SHL and he's been you know I think he's been maybe the better goalie in the tournament this far so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, who they put in net it's it's kind of a goalie controversy at this point uh, I don't think anyone expected that, that this would happen Ufe, what do you make of the performance of, of their two big guys up front, Raymond and Holtz? I mean, we talked about this earlier in the show where usually there's 19-year-olds that dominate, dominate, and I mean, these kids are 18, so it's it's a lot of pressure on them, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, they're supposed to be, you know, the the Swedish offensive dynamos, the the guys that that score the key goals and and step up in in the you know in the situations where where it's needed, and they haven't done it this far you, you have to be honest about that and I think part of the problem is that they don't really have the the centerman that they were supposed to have uh Carl Hendrickson who who has played with them you know basically all the way from un, the un, under 18 world championships as well as the last year's uh world junior championships he he had a positive COVID-19 test right before they were supposed to to gather the team so he can come to Edmonton. And and like the center position is really the weak position for the Swedes right now. They're, they're, they've been playing with Albin Sundsvik in this tournament and he's more of a defensive type of, you know, reliable guy. He, he hasn't, you know, that much of offense in his game. So... Uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dilemma there because they they don't really have uh, that player that can you know help them uh, grow into this tournament as Carl Hendrickson did last year. So um, I think that's something that they are sorely lacking right now. I wanted to ask about Philip Broberg. I'm up by Edmonton here, and you know he's obviously a great defenseman, but he looks banged up right now. I mean, when healthy, I, I think he's pretty well one of the top defensemen if not the top defenseman in the tournament how close is he to nhl ready in your opinion um i think he he'll do the right thing that he'll go back to sweden and and finish this season in the shl uh i don't based based on what i've seen this fall i i don't view him as as nhl ready at this point but obviously he has you know tremendous upside and 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 a really intriguing skill set that i think will make him an nhl player at some point, but I, I think it's it's the right move from the Edmonton Oilers. You know they've been rushing too many prospects, uh, as as we've seen through the years. Uh, you can probably make a long list. Uh, and I think under Kenny Holland, they've done a great job. You know uh, assessing their prospect pool. You know being more patient, not you know throwing them throwing them into the fire. At, you know at at the first best chance they. So I think it's going to be good for Broberg to go back to Sweden and and you know just uh, continue to to grow his game there before you know being more more mature and and more ready to to compete for a spot. Do you think Sweden um obviously Broberg's banged up. Do you think Sweden maybe has to alter their focus and what it's been in years past for this tournament just to focus on their defense with uh, Soderstrom and Bjornfoot and Albert Johansson and the strength of their goalie and kind of focus on that in, in order to, I guess, win? Yeah, uh, I mean, Broberg, uh, he didn't look like a very happy hockey player last night. Obviously, he's in he's in some real... He looks really uncomfortable. And, and obviously, that, that has an impact on his game. I mean, he, I think he was uh, minus three last night and... and didn't look uh, didn't look healthy and 
Uh, I have no idea what kind of injury he's dealing with, but it's it's apparently something that's really slowing him down because he doesn't look like the player that he's capable of being. So uh, yeah, I think I think you maybe need to give the other players that you mentioned there, the other defensemen, some more uh, ice time, and, and you know, hope that they can can carry the team that like he was supposed to do. Sticking with Sweden, Ufe, is there someone on this team who surprised you this tournament? Maybe someone who's played a bigger role or done a better job than maybe you had uh, targeted before the tournament started? Yeah, I mean, there are two players that stick out for me. It's Elmer Soderblom. He's, uh, you know, he's the six foot seven or whatever guy giant. playing on the third line. Yeah, he's a giant. He scored a really pretty goal uh, in early in the tournament against the Czechs. And, He's been, you know, he's been a very pleasant surprise. He hadn't played a game for, for I think, two months entering the tournament, and and uh, you know, just ha- has been maybe consistently one of the best forwards. He, he he hasn't produced like maybe some of the other has, but you know, consistently he's been good every game and really has taken his game to a level that I could not foresee at least. And and then another guy who's been kind of funny to watch is Arvid Kostmar. Uh, the uh, seven <laughs> draft pick. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's, yeah, he's he's really, he's got that kind of Brad Marchand mentality where he gets, you know, in, in the opponent's face and you could see against Russia that they were really mad about how he played and, you know, they took a few penalties uh, retaliating. So, uh, he's been really funny to watch. I that was a guy that I didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, I hadn't seen him too much, but he's been super fun to watch as well. So I think those are the two that that stick out to me. Yeah, I, I tweet. I, I love Kosmar's game when he, when he was like he wasn't doing anything dirty or that was going to get a penalty. He was just drawing penalties and being a pass, which was good. Um, I always ask our our European guests is where's this tournament at in, in Sweden? Like, are they, I, I think they host in, in a couple of years here. Like, is, is it pretty popular? Are, are people getting up at three 30 in the morning to watch? Yeah, it's, I mean, for the last 10 plus years, it's been growing immensely here and, and growing real popular. I think part of it is, you know, just uh, as you guys are well uh, aware of, like, like just the entertainment level of these games, like it's, it's super fun to watch. And, and also, I think like they, uh, I mean, even though it's it's tough time, you you could see on social media that like uh, even though it's in the middle of the night, you can see that a lot of people are up watching. So that's that's obviously that that's commitment. So just I, I remember when I went to my first World Juniors, actually it was in Sweden back in two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think like that's when you know the popularity of the tournament really started to grow here, and and from that point on, and especially winning the gold in in Calgary in two thousand twelve, I think this tournament has has become a real like one of the big, uh, I would say, big uh, highlights of the season for for Swedish hockey fans actually. Yeah, it's definitely uh, grown over there. I know I got to play with a couple of Swedes, and they're always watching it. They always pay attention. So it's good to see the game, like the the younger ranks, grow a little bit over there for international competition. Now in Canada, I mean, hey, when things don't go our way, overreacting is you know kind of like the second language here. Everyone <laughs> just freaks out. But h- how bad would it be? Like you got a huge quarterfinal game against Finland now. Like if Sweden loses. You know, tomorrow we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into the preview before. But like, if, if Sweden loses this, are Swedes going to overreact? I mean, if it happens in Canada and they lose out in the quarterfinals, I mean, you might as well burn down Vancouver again. You know, it's uh, it's not a pretty <laughs> sight. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're at that point. Uh, you know, but but ab- absolutely, like if if 
they do like if they play a bad game i mean they're gonna get trashed on social media that's for sure we had um two years ago in vancouver when i was there actually it was in victoria they lost to this to switzerland in the quarterfinals and that was you know that was really bad but what made things worse is actually that uh, one of the players uh, uh, stupidly enough he, he posted like uh, after the game they went to some nightclub in in vancouver <laughs> party you know, with, you know yeah yeah i don't know if it's roxy but but <laughs> some, some, something like that uh, but you know, and and all hell broke loose. So uh, if they lose, they better stay low key. That's for sure. Uffe, um, obviously you're a Swedish reporter. I'm sure you've written about this big streak they've had a couple times. Um, it was snapped this year. A snap to Russia. Do you are you do you buy into that the streak could be a good thing? Just to like breaking it could be a good thing. Just get it over with, you know. Focus on winning and and not about oh we have this streak but we only have one gold in the last however many years. Yeah, absolutely. I I think so because like as you mentioned, like okay, it was a, a fantastic sweet uh, streak, but at the same time, one gold in, during these I think it was fourteen years. Uh, so. I mean, it's it's better. I, I feel like in these tournaments, it's better if you play a, a few bad games in in you know in the in the round robin, and then you you get that out of way out of the system, so to speak, uh, and and then you you focus and play better in the playoffs. And and I think that's been kind of Sweden's problem through a lot of these tournaments that they maybe over celebrated a bit when when they won a group or they managed to beat uh, you know a, a, an opponent like Russia or, or Canada in the in the round robin and then they you know lacked maybe the focus they needed to to uh, be competitive in the playoffs so maybe this year now that they had I mean, their game against Russia was sensational. That was a great game by the Swedes. But but uh, the game against the U.S. was basically the worst one they had in this tournament. So now that that's out of the way, maybe they can just uh, you know, you know, fo- refocus and and try to make a better better game against the Finns. Now looking ahead at the quarterfinals, I'm I'm not going to say Pyrenees a household name, the Finnish goaltender by any means, but is there some concern that Sweden could get caught in a low-scoring defensive battle, and it could just be a one-balance goal like the the Russian one again? Like I I don't know if I've seen enough out of Raymond and Holtz to be like, hey, they got a chance to take over this quarterfinal. I mean, what's what's the biggest concern in your opinion for Team Sweden coming into the quarterfinals tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, because we've seen that with with the Finns so many times, like they're really pesky and they they play their system to to perfection a lot of times. So I, I definitely think if if it's going to be a low scoring affair, it's probably going to be to the advantage of the Finns. So I think really like there's a huge amount of pressure on on Raymond and Holtz in the game like this to to really be a difference makers because they're obviously the the clear cut stars on on this roster and, and the ones that that could make a difference. So. Uh, they will be key, and then obviously, you know, the goaltending situation after last night is, is somewhat of a, a question mark. Um, so I think those are the things that could really make it troublesome for the Swedes if if things don't work out. Ufe, how do you think the the tournaments went this year? I'm, I'm assuming you've been to your fair share of World Juniors, and you might have even been to this one. How do you think the tournaments went this year, as far as the hockey and Who's uh, outside of Sweden? What other players or teams have you have you liked so far in the tournament? I mean, it's it's hard. Like normally, I'm 
I'm there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in the arena. I'm, I'm taking in the atmosphere and everything. So it's, it's kind of hard to say like, uh, what, what the tournament it's been like in, in that sense. But I mean, like everything seems to have been working really fine. There've been no, no like, uh, COVID problems after they enter the bubble. So that's, that's sweet. But, um, uh, yeah, so that, that's all good. Um, as far as other players, yeah, I mean Trevor Seagrass. I mean Jesus, what a player! I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, I, I, I mean, head over heels. I fell in love with him during the tournament last year because I thought it was sensational. But like this year, he's been taking it to to another level. So uh, I can only congratulate the Hanover Ducks for drafting him because he looks like the real deal. Um, is is he better than Stutzla? Uh, you know, I. That's a tough one. I mean, Stutzla, he's he's pretty. I mean, he's he's pretty much on his own like the germans have a few other players that that are are good or okay but i mean obviously what he does that's more of an mvp caliber thing maybe uh but yeah i think i actually been more uh hey imp- impressed by by uh, by seagrass this far Okay, I, I got to ask one more then for uh, just the quarterfinals tomorrow before we wrap up here. Who are you starting in goal? If you're on the bench, Ufe, who are, who are you calling upon for your quarterfinals must-win game against Finland? Yeah, so I, I would actually go with Jesper Wallstedt. Um, I think, uh, you know, just during that 24 hours where, where the streak, uh, uh, where he lost the streak and, and everything, I think he, he was the superior goalie. So I, I he just seems to have the hotter hand right now. So I would I would pick him, yeah. It's not just because of Alnefeld's mismatching gear either? <laughs> 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 yeah that that could be <laughs> that could be a reason too. do do, do people and are people in sweden chirping them for that like it it looks weird i'm not gonna lie two different shades of yellow there like bauer can't figure it out uh, i actually haven't heard anything about that i i i uh i but uh, i mean people harp on most things on social media so i, I would <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if if, if they found it annoying <laughs> Ufe, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if all goes to plan, if all the favorites win and Sweden's favorite, it'll be a Canada-Sweden semifinal. So I'm hoping for your sake Sweden gets a bronze medal this year. So thanks for joining us. We'll have to do this again down the road. Hey, thanks, you guys. Pleasure joining you. All righty. Yoni Niemann is next. It's Cody Jans and Adam Ermintrout with you on 12-Ounce Sports Ingo TV Channel 761. Okay, we're back. Cody Jansen, Adam Urban Trail with you here. We'll talk your part live coming to you on 12 Ounce Sports Ingo TV Channel 761. Let's bring our next guest here to talk some Team Finland for our friends at Coco Vodka. Coco Rum for Barrel Hockey, the best in custom team apparel. Yes, that's right. It's Yoni Nivina coming on this show. Yoni, I, I want to get your thoughts on last night's game because, you know, Finland came out flat, but after that first 20, I mean, I feel like the game really started to level out and maybe even Finland was right on par with Canada in the third period. What was your biggest takeaway from it? Yeah. Hi, Adam. Hi, hi Cody. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it, was, it, was the, the, it was a shock start from Canada. You know, they were so fast. They were so strong. They took all the time and, and thinking away from the Finns. Like, you just couldn't, you know, you get the puck and, and they're on you right away. And, and they... They played. Uh, they they. I think they they played. It looked like a. I was joking. They kind of looked like a Kenny Hitchcock. <laughs> um, made the made the uh, uh, the plan. Like they they were came up high to uh, to stop the Finns and and uh, like 
it was it was quite a shock. I, I, even though I'm sure the Finnish coaching staff and the players they knew what was to expect, they still didn't probably it didn't hit them until it hit them in the game because uh, like that was like the coach said that he was watching it from the from the ice level from the bench and he said it was like just almost like NHL level level uh, hockey in a in a small rink. And and uh, and you're right. I, I, I and that's a coach said the same thing. Like they they tried to to uh, calm down a little bit, and they got a little better on the second period. At third period, they they were almost on par there. They had some some chance, not not a lot, but they got some chances at least. And uh, and uh, in the third period, they got a, got their own game going a little bit. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was quite the lesson for the Finns about uh, how to play how the best players play in the, in the small rinks here in Canada. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think the, the players and the coaching staff, and they said that after the game, that they'll be stronger for it. You know, that's the positive way of looking at it. <laughs> Yoni, do you think, do you think one of those players is probably Anton Lindell who like when he got drafted, everybody said he's a good two way centerman focuses too much on defense uh do you think he kind of needs to take over in a game like that and uh, i guess obviously in the quarterfinals going forward yeah well he's played a, a pretty strong tournament so far he's got a few goals and he's dominating in the in the face-off circle you know i think he's like 70 percent of face-offs uh but yesterday was was a tough game that i don't think anybody really except the goalie anybody really shown or had a had a chance to to do anything at all uh, but going forward of i think Anton Lundell is, is he's the guy who leads the team and and he's done quite well so far so i yeah absolutely <laughs> one guy i got to ask about and i mean hey we're both from Saskatchewan i'm up by Edmonton right now but Brad Lambert i mean this is a guy with family ties to the hockey world i mean he's as engraved in it as anyone and he's been impressive i mean i i've loved watching Brad Lambert in this tournament i'm not going to lie i think he probably has to be one of the front runners for a first overall pick in the NHL. But what's, what's been your takeaway on him? Are you impressed? How much have you seen of him? Because I've, I've got nothing but good things to say about his game. And I mean, he's not even draft eligible yet. Yeah. I've, I've been to every game and, and uh, tried to watch him. Obviously uh, we hear so many, so much about him. He just turned 17 before the tournament started. And, and his skating looks just so easy. Like there, there's a kid who spent a lot of time. Uh, I think he's grown up mostly. He's been over here too, but he's grown up mostly in uh, in the central Finland, where the weather's perfect for ODR or or going on the lake or whatever. So he spent a lot of time out there uh, working on his skating or just skating for fun, with, which never even feels like work. And uh, he's done a lot for for a kid uh, that young. And just the skating and and uh, his speed and 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 uh, the, the he's got a very high skill set for such a young kid, and things don't seem to to phase him even. It's very unusual that uh, the kid is brought into this 19-year-old tournament at uh, at this age, and he's done really well. Like I, uh, you guys saw the goal yesterday. Like he just sniped it from, uh, put it in the in the back corner. Like just uh, there's a lot of. I don't think we've seen uh, a lot of it yet. I think there's so much yet to come. Looking forward to the tournament next year here in Edmonton. Brad Lambert. I, the, it's funny, we were not sure how to say the name, and, and the Finnish team said that it's it's pronounced in the French way. Lambert. Interesting. <laughs> different, different than his cousins, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, 
Yoni, do you think uh, Finland needs some more secondary scoring? I don't really want to focus in too much on yesterday, but uh, their second rounder for for Ottawa, Robbie Jarventi, doesn't have a point. Akurati hasn't been anything special. Do you think they need more from those guys? And I guess the opposite end, uh, who's who's impressed you on Finland? I know uh, Nimala, the defenseman, has seven points already too. Yeah, well, this is something uh, I, I asked. I had a chance to interview the coach, uh, Antti Penanen, who I think is very, very impressive, uh, fairly young coach who's, who's been assistant on, uh, on gold medal winning teams in this tournament and the men's side as well before. And, uh, and uh, I'm very, very impressed by, by his way of thinking after every game. And, and I had, on the day off, I had a chance to chat with him a little bit on the phone. And uh, I didn't want to say any names, but I know he know, knew I was talking about Roby Adventia there. But I asked about uh, what do you do when you have a player on the, on the top six, basically, and who doesn't have any points? And uh, he said that in that case, you have to build that player's identity and his confidence on other things than just the points. You know, like, like you have to... You have to get him into the game, and you have to try to build his confidence, keep the confidence, and build it on different. Uh, he used the word uh, "stone legs," like put stone legs on his on his game, other other ways. And and uh, and he said that you know what? Uh, remember, two years ago, Kapokakko was like that, and then at the end, he all of a sudden he comes and boom, scores the winning goal, and Finland's the champion. Like that's. That's what, it's interesting. He brought up uh, Kapokakko as an example. Like he had a kind of a tournament like that, but but they kept on him. They kept uh, trying to build his confidence, and uh, and uh, you know he went home with a gold medal. <laughs> That's fair. Gotta love that uh, finish mentality. Yeah. Now, now coming up on the quarterfinals yeah. here tomorrow, I want to ask. I mean, we just had Ufe Bodin on, and I mean, he talked about the rivalry. But from your perspective, I mean, how big is it now between Finland and Sweden? I mean, you know, we always think of Scandinavia, but Denmark and Norway are nowhere even close. I mean, like for Finland and Sweden, how big is this? What can you compare it to? How much does this mean to Finnish people? Uh, Oh yeah, that's a good question. I, I wanted to get back to the well. After this, maybe we can talk about yeah, 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 yeah. Diamond, whatever. Uh, the players that uh, that impressed so far. But yeah, uh, Finland, Sweden. There's nothing like it. See, we used to be the same country for 600 years, from the Crusaders to uh, 1815, I believe, or something like that. And uh, Finland, as a result, were were a bilingual country. Uh, my even though my last name is Niemen, actually my my grandpa was born with a Swedish name, but but don't tell anybody. <laughs> and uh, and we've had this rivalry going since forever. It's when I was growing up, it was the biggest in in track and field. We had the Finland Sweden games every summer, and it's huge. And there's a lot of Finnish immigrants in Sweden who like for them this is the most important thing ever. And uh, and in hockey, it's it's always been been huge because we're kind of like the small brother of Sweden. We. We we like to like bring out the differences that and different different uh, history that we have. Uh, but uh, when it really comes down to it, we're, we're the best of friends. There's no better neighbor you could have than uh, than Sweden. There's absolutely nothing better. I but guess we you can finish. Lo- not, oh, yeah, but we don't love. We love nothing more than beating them as well. I guess you could finish off Adam's questions with players who have impressed you. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no problem. No problem. Um, well, there's uh, there's a couple guys. Uh, I I've been watching. Well, there's Samuel Helenius, 
I don't know if you guys remember his, his old man, Sami Helenius, was probably the only Finnish enforcer in the league in the NHL for a few years. He actually had a had a fight with uh, with Zorro uh, Rock in Dallas and 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 uh, lived lived to talk about it. But uh, his his kid Samuel Helenius, he's been playing on the uh, center in the lower lines, and he's six foot six, hasn't been drafted yet, and uh, he's really impressed me. He has he sniped a couple of goals. He's played quite physical. I think I, like I watched him yesterday. Had a, he buried somebody in the corner. Well, Finns were losing most of the battles, and I've been quite impressed by by Samuel Helenius. I I talked a little bit to some scouts about him, and they just say that when he puts a little bit of muscle on that frame, the lookout that there might be a first first rounder there. And there's a couple other guys, Lambert, like they said, and uh, Topi Niemen has uh, has scored a lot of points. I like defenseman Emil Viro as I think he's like plus five. So there's a, there's a user person that has to be very very physical at times. So there's a few guys, and obviously goaltender Kari Piro. And then, uh, we we were thinking before the tournament that Joel Blomqvist, the Pittsburgh uh, pick, would be the goalie, but uh, he hasn't even. I don't think he's dressed yet. So Kari Piro has played very very well. So there's a couple guys. Uh, what do you, so you've, you've gone to all the games here or a lot of the Finnish games, just what's it, what's it like in the arenas? I've been watching sports with no fans for like 10 months now. So it's, it just seems like a regular game to me at this point, but what's it like going to the arenas? Like how many media and scouts are allowed there and and the atmosphere and all that? Uh, it's weird. I, uh, (laughs) I, I covered the, uh, the Stanley cup as well. I went to probably 45 games at least. And, uh, when I first came, went in uh, in July. It was plus 34 outside and and cold as heck inside. And uh, usually NHL games, the media wears suits and ties, and we've got rid of all that. Now it's like toques and and parkas and, and uh, wool sweaters. Like it's really really cold in there. And I didn't realize 18,000 people that, that they keep uh, that much of a bring so much heat. Uh, there's there's no scouts which is unusual. Uh, I've been to this tournament uh, many times in, in Europe and, and, and over here, and and uh, usually there's a lot of scouts, even though the under-18 is the bigger one, but uh, there's no scouts at all, which which is really weird, but that's because of the corona stuff, I guess. And uh, most games, there's maybe... Yesterday, there was I think there was five or six media outside of the... The, 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 the broadcasters are inside the bubble, but I'm, we were the ones outside of the bubble. So we have our own entrance and, and the, the COVID protocol coming in and out, like questions and, and uh, such. Um, it's really weird. It's different. You can hear the fake crowd noise, and, and, uh, and, uh, but they, they do a really, really good job of it. So, so it's, but it's different for sure. Are you, are you hearing guys, the coaches swear, swear on the bench or what? Not so much, but in the Stanley Cup, we could hear everything. We could hear the chirping, the swearing. It was, it was really, it was actually a lot of fun to listen to. Some teams were louder than others, and you heard some stuff you didn't want to hear. Like I'm, I don't mean any really bad, but just like somebody got nailed, and and they're still chirping at him. Funny, but, funny uh, stuff. Yeah, funny stuff. Yeah, like nothing that not, we we knew about. It. And also, you saw how the 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 stripes, the referees, how they really have had a good control good control of the of the game you could, you could hear that which you usually that's that you can't hear that because of the crowd noise Probably so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and Edmonton, uh, that's another thing the Finnish coach said. I, I really appreciate it as a longtime resident here. That He said that the Canadian hockey culture inside the bubble, he, he said that he really appreciates that people do so much work for them. They take such good care of the players and the coaches and everybody else that here in Canada, players and coaches and everybody in hockey is respected and, and, and like that. That He said that he was really, he's been really, really impressed to be a, be a, a part of that as a coach. So they've done a really good job, and it's it's not an easy easy season for anyone. But uh, they've done a really good job here in Edmonton, from everybody that I've heard. Well, Yoni, I'm sure we could talk to you for hours, and I mean, maybe we have to get you back on when the NHL starts up to talk maybe. some pool Yarvi. But thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> Anytime, my my pleasure, guys. Uh, thank you. Alrighty, take care. Thank you, Yoni Nieminen. Right there, coming to you live on World Hockey Report. Huge thanks to him, Ufi. Ufe Boudin. Wow, that was uh, that's yeah. a tough one. I mean, we're getting the Mangled foreign languages one. up there. Adam, we got a minute left here. We need quarterfinal predictions. Let's uh, let, let's start with the top. Let's go Russia, Germany. Uh, 4-2 Russia. Close Germany's one. goalie Close. just isn't good. If he was better, I'd maybe, maybe pick an upset, but... That's that's fair. I was thinking 5-3 Russia as much as I want the upset. Actually, let's go with 4-3. Let's go with 4-3 Russia yeah. on that one. Uh, next one, Finland, Sweden. <laughs> Like two one Sweden, two one Finland for me, and I think that one's getting a WHR OT challenge for sure. Oof, Canada Czech Republic, four two Canada probably. It's a six one game easily. Canada, USA Slovakia, five one US probably. Wow, you're keeping it low score. Like no chance USA put USA doesn't put up less than seven. So I'll I'll go eight one USA over Slovakia. That's gonna do it. Huge thanks again, Ufe Bodhi, Yoni Nibane, for hopping on the show. That was an awesome one. I really enjoyed talking to them. We're going to be back next week, same time, same place. Enjoy the quarterfinals, everyone. Until then, be kind, be better. (laughs) 